program is being brought to you on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit VoiceAmerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to Be Mighty, balancing your money and your time with your hosts, Katie Marley. You know, it's a common thought that we can never balance our time and our money. We run out of money when there are still so many days on the calendar. What are some of the ideas and tools that will help us more efficiently manage these two resources? On today's program, you'll learn how being mighty is the result of transforming one's life. One insight, one choice, one action at a time. Now, here is K.D. Marley, which is K-Mar and D. Lee. Welcome to our show, Mighty Gems, Spotlighting Everyday Jewels. My name is Dee Lee, and today I'm here with our guest host, Lynn Shrell. So what are, re- what are the gems and jewels, really? They are stones and tend to have different value for each person. It really depends upon how they relate to them individually and as to the total true value they have. As little stones or pebbles, they could be considered to be very small from a physical size, but could have a huge value in terms of a different sense and basic effect. As we are spotlighting everyday jewels, we are taking a closer look at ordinary things in our daily living that are really magnificent when we stop and pay attention. As with jewels, the value is in the eye of the beholder. Mary Lou Cook said, creativity is inventing, experimenting, growing, taking risks, breaking rules, making mistakes, and having fun. Taking creative risks, pushing the proverbial envelope, and having good relationships are like gold. When we connect with the right people, they sparkle and we feel them as being valuable. As humans, we are collectively like rough gold nuggets tumbling around and along in a mixed bag of potential treasures. Our journey is to prospect within ourselves and through relationships for our inner gold and then try various polishing techniques to see what we can bring out as our highlights. Mining your inner treasure trove is like starting is a really a starting point for changing the rest of your life. And as the prospector, you hold the keys to old, unlocking your valuable vault within you so you can live your best life. You have the possibility of discovering how you can create your own mighty gold rush fever. We've been exploring a lot of individual, unique, valuable ore and minerals that make up each of us. Some of these are very deeply ingrained. Some are visible and others are hidden from the surface and the combination and mixture is what make us each valuable and also potentially explosive. For most people, the word mining relates to several related words. We're also enjoying exploring words here. Um, Excavating will bring up a lot of different images. Basically, it is the process of extracting valuable substances of ore and minerals from the ground. Some mines are holes. Others are open pits. Some use water running over the ground to erode the underlying strata and minerals. Having the right mining equipment will ultimately make the discovery easier, more amazing, and a lot more fun. 
All these are relationships and are interactive, not only on the physical level, but on an energetic level as well. And although the non-physical tends to create the physical in most instances, imbalances in the physical body can affect the non-physical energy body as well. This is why yoga as an ancient system continues to be one of the best habits to form for physical health and spiritual awareness. The um, focus we have this week is on uh, the second chakra, which um, resonates with the orange uh, color and also with different gems. And one that came up has, that is orange is gold. The orange ray is a warm, positive, and stimulating color, influencing primarily the vital processes of assimilation and circulation. It regulates the intake of food and is based on the spleen. The orange vibrations are essential for health and vitality. The color's intrinsic elements are a vitality-giving power, you know, life force. Should your trouble be loss of vitality and listlessness, then you are in need of restoring orange ray and should repeat, you know, different processes and affirmations. With, you know, your own knowledge and with other knowledge, you can have the confidence of knowing how to maneuver around hurdles and roadblocks that stand between you and an almost unlimited amount of mining claims. You're out there staking your own claims. While others may hear about the claim rights and are scrambling and running around in circles, you could be actually figuring out the whole process. You know, the, my favorite part so far, what I heard is breaking rules. And then I heard I can blame the orange ray for the food I eat. So there it is. I'm, you know, I'm golden. <laughs> ah, that's so funny. No pun intended. That is hilarious. Hey, go for oh it. Oh, my God. Really? Really? Oh, man. You know, did you know that Socrates learned to dance when he was 70 because he felt that was an essential part of himself that had been neglected? I love that. Yeah, that's just a whole other vibration. You know, dance is a vibration of different dance style. Dance is a vibration. Yeah. Well, we are living vibration. I mean, everything in the world vibrates. It just, it's doing it at different rates of speed, and that's how we experience it, you know, everything. So, you know, and, it's, and as we're talking about this, this is really, this is an ancient system, and it defies time and space. It's really about um, understanding flowing energy. And, um, you know, in that, we're prospecting. It's a little journey, and we're going deeper and deeper and deeper. So one of the ways that we learn is through language. Language can either be a barrier or an obstacle in front of true understanding, or it can be like the great facilitator. So some of the words, you know, we just take words for granted, especially if it's our native language. So it's really a good idea to just uh, pay attention to words in a deeper way. And the word prospecting, which of course relates to mighty gems, what do you do? You prospect mighty gems, right? So prospecting literally means um, in, in view as a source of profit. And um, we're focused on prospecting our own inner gems. And then we're also focused on other external gems that we may not have noticed because they're so familiar to us. Um, we have to see them with a new lens of perception. We're human. Everything that we see is, you know, in our regular world, we become immune to. Um, you know, and if we didn't, honestly, how would we drive a car down the street, right? We'd be like, ooh, flower, ooh, blade of glass, ooh, you know, whatever. It's like, you know, we'd be, we'd be dangerous on the road. So there are certain things that we want to find familiar, but at the same time, that can numb us to how amazing things are. 
And so we really do want to um, pay attention to the things that even if they're familiar to us, uh, and that's really kind of the point of the show, right, is to find the extraordinary in the ordinary. So, um, yeah, and then uh, this terminology um, also relates to the understanding of profit, which is another word that has several meanings. Um, you know, we profit from information and valuable insights as we take a closer look, and then we determine their value to ourselves as we come up with anything we need to choose because of what we've now discovered, and then to take action on what we need to do based on what we've learned, what our findings were. So, you know, we've got prospecting, we've got profit, and then we've got system. And the word system is a method or a plan or a procedure that can look really complex from the outside, but because it's made up of a lot of moving parts, by putting them together in a step-by-step -step process, you can plug yourself into that and have some ideas of the direction you're going in. So, you know, my experience is that people can operate with their blinders in place and be numb about where they're going. They're really just going through the motions of life. And, you know, at times we humans collectively have become asleep or immune to what is around us. And, uh, you know, we're just unable to appreciate the abundant possibilities and opportunities that are available. And, you know, we've been kind of dancing around this for, you know, the last few shows, but it really, it's just so, um, it's so awesome to watch when people are really kind of getting it. They start opening up and they're, you can see the awakening when it actually happens. And as we're starting at, you know, the system definition, I want to share with you some thoughts and understandings that I've encountered as a catalyst for business with um, a variety of different clients over the last 17 years. And many people that I've worked with have explored parts of various systems depending on what was speaking to them. And simply to start paying attention with new awareness, that is a huge step. And the focus here in Mighty Gems is to prospect in a way that the tools are clear and simple to apply so it does feel profitable when you encounter the results of your focus. So Brian Tracy said, a clear vision backed by definite plans gives you a tremendous feeling of confidence and personal power. And I, you know, I wrote a book, actually, it was on the system, the chakra system, heal the chakras of your business, adapt ancient wellness systems for the wealth of your business today. And even though this is from a business perspective, it works within the energy systems of the human body. Um, the chakras are a subtle system and they're a window to our soul with connections to our soul's consciousness. So uh, with, with today's focus, we're stepping into the second chakra and, and really that's located right below your belly button on your body and it, ex it exists within you and then it also expands its effect outward. And, um, you know, if you're an entrepreneur, if you happen to be an entrepreneur listening to this, you're usually pushing the envelope just because of who you are. And I know you all are going, uh-huh. Because that's, <laughs> you know, that's just what we do. It's what we do. This second chakra, really, it relates to pure attention and pure knowledge. It, it connects us to our inner inspiration so we can experience the beauty around us. It, this is not a mental chakra. That's actually in a different area. But uh, this... This chakra gives us perceptions of reality, attention, and power of concentration. This chakra supplies us with the energy of creativity. That's what this is about. Creativity and um, 
what is it, replicating ourselves, of, uh, of being aware of the future. And really, about, it's about uh, partnership and sex and money and a lot of things live in the second chakra. And from the beginning of remembered experiences, this powerful part of our chakra system, uh, this has helped to launch the creative arts. This really, this is the center, the seat of, of creativity. The purity of the attention to the basics of creative energies is to be able to achieve a state of thoughtless awareness. Thoughtless awareness. That's where it's like we're in the zone. We, we're totally dialed in. We're, we're doing what we do. We look up and the, it's six hours later. You know, it's like we're not thinking about everything. We're just in that space of pure awareness and creativity. This can also happen through the practice of meditation. And with this action, it's, it's deep within us that we will become still and calm. And it is like a, a silent, beautiful lake. And from that purity, we can then channel the actions of creating whatever art form is coming through us to be born. That's really very interesting. Peter Bank williams said, our thoughts create our reality. Where we put our focus is the direction we tend to go. And that's a very powerful statement. When we are coming from a balanced sense of state of being, the resulting creation is spiritually enhanced and, be, and can actually become an inspired work. This can really be observed from looking at the classic works from artists of the past. Their creations are really immortal, providing pure beauty and joy to anyone experiencing their artistic contributions. This subtle system component in the same breath can be described as powerful and yet can be very fragile. When the inspired works are created from the individual's inner spiritual ins inspiration, it's, it's a basic pool source, the artist is channeling the work. Being human, which we all are, sometimes the artist <laughs> can... Oh, hopefully. <laughs> We're connected. Sometimes the artists can start out to endeavor to share with purity of heart, but over time can actually develop a sense of ego because the work has successfully been shared. And because it's beautiful and it has that spark and curiosity, which people, some people have and some don't, but it has sparked a lot of focus in the market. And if the artists get swept up in viewing this successful focus as generated from this is their attitude is generated from their own self rather than spiritual inspiration their ego can become very overinflated and over time this can result in an out of balance in their subtle system so because it's a fragile system in some ways from a balancing effect the direct connection then is lost from their spirit who is really the reservoir of the pure creativity they were manifesting so think about getting unplugged from the internet Oh, my gosh. When an well, sometimes that's good. <laughs> when, <laughs> when an artist steps into this choice of action, their works become flat and detached as the spiritual content is removed from the resulting form. Uh, Wayne Dyer has some powerful advice. When I chased after money, I never had enough. When I got my life on purpose and focused on giving of myself and everything that arrived in my life, then I was prosperous. Interestingly, that's, we, that's very powerful. That is huge. So, you know, I think you should say that again because it's so big that I think people might just really need to like take that one in because that is probably one of the biggest keys. We're so conditioned in the Western world to chase money and everything's about money. And why is that? Because money has now taken the place, the place of life force energy. Well, consumption so, and money. 
Yes. Yes. So yeah. Could you say that one again? Oh, sure. When I chased after money, I never had enough. When I got my life on purpose and focused on giving of myself and everything that arrived in my life, then I was prosperous. It's so true. It is so true. That's and for me, that's always happened. You know, if I, as a younger person, I was all about the money and I thought I'm going to be a millionaire by the time I'm 30 and blah, blah, blah. And I focused on everything on that. And it was like I had resistance and it was like I was going backwards. You know, it was really rough. And then when I got, you know, on my life path, on my purpose and aligned myself with creating value from that, everything changed. Everything well, it's a changed. perception of yourself too. When you look in the mirror, what is uh-huh. it you're really drawn to? Interestingly, we can all relate to the words offering us to feel better or to do more or whatever is coming up and speaking to us, sometimes very loudly, as we are focused on a desire for the now. The mighty gem here is our attention on the balancing focus of the deep inner purity of our spirit connection. The fragile part here comes in when we're not focused from a central place of sense of being but more from the desires that explode because our subtle system is out of balance and the vibrations are out of whack. It can really feel like you're in a construction zone. And here in our area, for some reason, they've been exploding the construction areas. (laughs) They move. They're like a vibration. They move from day to day. So you get familiar going one direction and then they are redirecting you. So that's that's a real disruption of people that are asleep. You know, they can <laughs> run into the run and uh, sit in traffic for a long time. So, what are they, you know, trying to do there? So, right. it, it really, it's, it's our, the energy system, if you think about the uh, construction zone concept, has a lot of com- components, but we can discover them one by one and build upon each of them as we are prospecting and discovering the values for ourselves or for others. By having a focused attention as a starting point, and that's how we want to look at different things um, with the various elements of putting together the essential structure of our desired energetic construction project. So, it feels very interesting. Sonia Riccati said, you manifest what you believe, not what you want. Oh, is that true? Yes. Oh, man, is that huge. That's like the belief system. Uh, you manifest what you believe. Yeah, it's it's like so powerful. People are always saying, "I want, I want, I want," and yet they don't believe. Yeah, uh-huh. yeah. The yeah. Sec- it's almost like they're on an autopilot button. They grab this 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 phraseology from somewhere, and they just push it and say it. It develops this whole pathway, but they don't believe it. They don't believe in their internal system. So the second shot, second. Chakra has to do with words related to creativity and relationships. And for myself, the valuable gem that comes to mind is gold and bright orange again. The gemstone we call gold is reflected in how we look at wisely used wealth and good health. Typically, people who are optimistic are attracted to gold. It is intimately linked with divinity and the gods associated with the sun and represents wealth and success. The orange color that is associated with gold is a healing color, stimulates enthusiasm and creativity, vitality with endurance. And people who are drawn to the color orange typically are thoughtful and sincere and can be considered lucky. When used, they help to stimulate 
creativity, mental quickness, and ease when adapting to change. The basic warmth of the sun is associated with this color and offers more control than the fiery red color we were talking about uh, earlier in the first chakra. Curiosity is a basic characteristic of orange and interest in exploring new things. Wearing gold during periods of stress and shock can actually help to balance emotions, open up new ideas with a sense of enjoyment and wonder to explore creative and sense of play. My personal experience and discoveries understanding the importance and meaning of the value of this chakra has been a life-altering you know, change. Um, I've been writing poetry since I could hold on to a writing tool. In 2008, I wrote a, a very powerful poem, which was hidden for a while and just surfaced actually recently. And in looking at this, um, we need to take a break here and we will be back and I'll share my poem, A Sense of Being. Oh, it's a cliffhanger. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Okay. All right. It's a pure, pure jewel. We'll be back shortly. up to your fullest potential. This is the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Tune into the Voice America Variety Channel on the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Voice America Variety broadcasts a diverse array of topics reaching a global community. Our experts come from all walks of life, and the topics they discuss are everything from current events, arts and entertainment, leadership, parenting, relationships, self-improvement, career advice, and a variety of other topics. Check us out today. You're sure to find something of interest. Voice America Variety. Talk on today's hot topics. Have you had a chance to check out Voice America's online magazine and blog, Press Pass? If you love our hosts and shows, check out articles that give an even deeper perspective. Plus, topics about health and fitness, movie reviews, philosophy, business tips and tactics, spirituality, positive thought, current events, and even more about your favorite host. It's just a click away at VAPressPass.com. That's VAPressPass.com. VA Press Pass by Voice America. All access, all the time. Like so many others, do you put on a game face to the world? The stress of home life, work life, and personal life converge on us on practically a daily basis. Yet, so rarely do we let others see our real selves, and we carry on like we don't have a single problem. We need to connect and to find out we're not alone. Tune into Stories from the Heart of Leadership with host Shamin Sadiq to find out not only what's been created, but the story behind it. Listen live every Monday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific, on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Success starts here. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. It's your world. You are listening to Be Mighty, Balancing Your Money and Your Time with Katie Marley. To reach the program today, please call 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send us an email to b-myte at b-myte.com. Now, back to this week's show. Welcome back 
to be mighty, excuse me, mighty gems. We are in the process of looking at a poem that is uh, a poem from my own experience, mighty gem experience. Um, and it, I'm finding it as a jewel that has been surfacing as I've been prospecting within my own self. And this poem I wrote in 2008 and um, just is called A Sense of Being. So it fits in with this whole discovery that we're doing here in the chakra system. Here is the poem. In the presence, precious moments before the awakening dawn, beautiful expression spreads in melodic song. The birds announce the rising of light. The sun rays dance and gently tease shadows of the night and throw a golden kiss over the mountaintops. In each part of this delicate and flowing scene, the trees, the clouds, and the flowers in the meadows, the entirety of nature joyfully plays in a rainbow pot of gold. With anticipation, there is a complete sense of being, experiencing nature and truly part of the divine. Each morning as I watch this unfolding daily expression, I'm continually in awe how simply love really is displayed. I am reminded how nature approaches each and every day with excitement, loving expression, open humor, and play. I actively observe and become one in this natural drama. I am now fully enlightened with the purpose of my being. Friendship, a sense of genuine affection and respect. Tranquility, a sense of inner calmness and peace. Courage, a sense of bravery and spirit. Gratitude, a sense of unconditional appreciation. Joy, a sense of basic happiness and pure open heart. Prosperity, a sense of abundance and desire that is unlimited. Passion, a sense of being truly alive. With each cherished moment, I embrace all of these, flowing outwardly from deep within my heart. A full sense of purpose and being aware of who I am is illuminated and refreshed by a focused stillness to simply be. Knowing deep inside the precious connection and expression of myself dancing with nature and the divine spirit of my soul. This is truly how I now begin and end each day. Woohoo! All about that! Wow. Yeah, it's pretty Powerful. interesting. Yeah, I'm in the process of putting it together with photography uh, that I've been taking recently. And then we'll see where it grows from there. Goes, grows and glows. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Well, you know, it's. I think you really uh, summed up some really key PowerPoints in life. And, you know, the sense of being truly alive, how many of us yearn for that? And, and yet we keep living the same lives. You know, sometimes we're just in quiet desperation that something will change. And then sometimes we, you know, call it, we need it so bad that we call in, you know, trauma or whatever, tragedy, something that to shake things up because we haven't found the strength to do it on our own, right? So, it's a different vibration. It's a different vibration. So, you know, when you can really surf the wings of passion, oh, man, everything just opens up. It's, it's really awesome. And I also like the idea of dancing with nature and my divine spirit. That just really sings to me. That sounds like Socrates. <laughs> yeah, doesn't it? We, we can yeah. go move into this. <laughs> yeah, you channeled Socrates. Wow. 
Awesome. Well, you know, is it okay if I share uh, an excerpt from my book, oh, The it. Heal the Ch Okay. So, um, physical order of the first chakra will make us feel safe in our environment, but the second chakra gives us the language of communication of, of what we will accept in relationship. So that means that this is where we're honoring our boundaries and setting rules and authority lives here. Materialism also lives here because that's where money is. The appetite for power is here and that could become an addiction. So some of the things that you want to watch for are that you don't take on other people's stuff because that's something we might think we're doing out of relationship. We care for somebody, so we're going to try to own their stuff. We're going to help them carry their emotional baggage, but that's not really the best thing to do because that sabotages their growth and it drains your energy. It really doesn't help anybody. And people are always doing the best they can. If they knew better, they do better. So give them a chance to do it. So here in the second chakra, are, you know, I'm, I'll, uh, there's a few questions I'll ask just to see how it feels for you. You want to look at how you're digesting your relationships with people. Do you become reactive or do you monitor and, and become proactive? How are you handling second chakra stuff? You'll know by how your body digests things. So how's your digestion doing? And, you know, we people who give a lot and who do a lot and are busy and we care for people, we generally have a desire to help people. And that usually lives in the second chakra because it's about relationships. So when we're feeling powerless in relationships, that's located in the second chakra. Are we enduring? Or are we thriving as a result of our relationships? Resistance to putting gifts into a form that other people can use lives here because, again, it's all about money. So, you know, the five love languages, there's, um, what is it? There's money, and then there's time, touch, words, and actions. And so what that can mean is that in a couple, for example, if her love language is words and his love language is actions, she's like, why do you ever say I love you? And he's like, what are you talking about? I took your car in for an oil change. Isn't that enough? Right? It's mm -hmm. like, you know, when we're resisted, but it, if he knew that that's what she wanted, he would do it, you know, but, um, you know, or if someone is a big gift giver, you know, maybe that's their love language. And so they want a lot of gifts and then they give a lot of gifts. Well, if there was, if you say, well, you know, I'd really, you know, I'd love to have dinner with you instead. If they're resistant to doing that, putting it into a form that you can appreciate, then there's something going on in their second chakra. So it's when you have resistance of putting gifts into a form that other people can use in value, there's something happening in your second chakra. There really needs to be a balance between giving and, and receiving between you and your relationship with yourself and with other people in your world. You know, and in business, it's important to be aware of how you're showing up and handling your relationships there too. Understand the relationships you have with money. That's for everybody, not just entrepreneurs. You, you know, is money something that you fear? Do you not want to deal with it? Are you open to receiving it? Are you providing value for what you receive? As we honor others, we are so honored. Um, somebody I was just working with the other day, it was really interesting. She realized that, um, oh, yeah, it was great. Um, well, it wasn't great for him. But, you know, he, we were talking and he said, yeah, I really don't get into the part where I, you know, close the deal, as they say. And I said, well, you know, why is that? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. And, and then he said, um, 
almost as an aside, because I said, well, you know, maybe you could hire someone to, you know, go in and work with people and set the deals up and you can go in and deliver services. He goes, yeah, that's a good idea. Let somebody else go in there and steal their money. I went, oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. Right? You heard that. That's a belief. So, yeah, yeah. And, you know, I was talking with a client who said, I hate math. I hate numbers. And she happened to hate balancing her checkbook and seeing how much money was in her bank account. So, you know, she has a really, really hard time. People kind of flub up their payments to her. It's fascinating. You can just trace the energy of what's going on there. So other questions to ask or to think about, is your ego in check or is your ego running your life? You need a healthy ego and you've got to know where that line is before it becomes a pain body, right? You don't want a pain body. You don't want an emotional three-year-old running your life. So do you understand the rules of success that are happening here? And by the way, that's how you learn to break them. You got to understand the rules so you can bend them or break them to what you need. Mm -hmm. So are you taking care of your stuff or are you trying to take care of everyone else's? Are you honoring your boundaries? Because you are the only person who can do that. Nobody else can honor your boundaries. Boundaries are, that's an inside job and you teach others how to treat you. So are you honoring your boundaries? And if not, your body is going to help you see this. And if it's a second chakra issue, it's likely you're not going to digest well. You're going to have pain in your belly. You might have a gut ache. Um, you might get cramps. Like, you know, you might not digest food. Like, there, your body is going to give you hints on what's going on here. So really, you know, this is, you know, ask these questions and start, you know, what's coming up for you. It's not even what we say here on this program. It's really what's coming up for you as you're hearing it. Mm -hmm. That's what makes it interesting, right? And not just hearing it, but more or less relating to it as a vibration. Absolutely. Uh-huh. Ralph yep. Waldo Emerson said, the thirst for oh, adventure <laughs> is the vent which destiny offers. A war, a crusade, a gold mine, a new country. Speak to the imagination and offer swing and play to the confined powers. That's Isn't that interesting? Like, yeah. I mean, that oh. speaks about his time and his rather... Um, effective for a lot of different time time zones. Well, yeah. I mean, to go from a gold mine or a new country to a war or a crusade, you know, that's how people are manifesting. That's what we're creating. So when you want adventure, it's about being a little more specific because otherwise, <laughs> you know, destiny is going to bring you the vent for that. You know, it's going to be like, okay, let's just crack open some, you know, crazy, you know, tragedy or whatever. It's like, you really just want to say, you know, here's the type of adventure or the sense of adventure I want to feel. And then ask your imagination to jump in there and 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 when you do that when you speak to that you actually create a container which gives your power more power because if you don't have a container to play in that power just kind of leaks away or it scatters around or whatever so when he says speak to the imagination and offer swing and play to the confined powers of your imagination and thirst for adventure like let that be the playground right that's a passion of it yeah, you know, huge passion. So in yep. the image of the prospecting thoughts that have come up as we've talked about gold and values and orange colors, where is this really leading us? You know, Napoleon Hill said, more gold has been mined from the thoughts of men than has been taken from the earth. And that's quite a powerful statement, too, because the concept here is, you know, digging around in your mind, mind, <laughs> 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 play on words. 
you know, uh, how yeah. much how much value does some of it come out as? You know, and there's a lot of it's again a sense of value, and it's been interesting being a poet all my life. You know, I was I I think in terms of poetry a lot, and I can speak in poetry at terms. It's it's just uh, you know I've I've found it being to be an efficient exchange. The thoughts come through, and they're they're fun, and they're creatively. Um, some one of my original teachers said I had natural ambiotic. No, what is it? Um, potameter. You oh, know, the natural potameter effect. Nice. And putting to get together words and. At the time they said that, I was kind of like, oh, what kind of disease is that? You know, I felt <laughs> like it was like a negative, and I didn't grasp it as a positive for a lot of time. And I was so kind of out of the loop of it that I felt like it was presented almost like a negative cloak on me and my, my skill. And, and how often do we do that? We take our greatest gift and we think, oh, it makes us so different that it must be wrong. Yeah. It's, it's, oh. it's a presentation of yep. our own selves in our, in our thought process of who we are or determining who we are or also acknowledging who we are or aren't and in some kind of competitive advantage to someone and some, some person or thing that we might not even know of or know all the parameters, but we just get that negative, we take on the negative cloak and put it around us going, oh my gosh, this is heavy, rather than, you know, like going, hallelujah, this is a, this is a discovery. I mean, there's such a different energy and vibration when you have a discovery, you know, just in the sense of thinking in terms of a a gold mine, if, if a miner is mining and strikes something of a big value vein, a gold vein, or finds gemstones that are bigger than they've ever seen, that's, that's a huge strike of passion and also uh, wild energy. <laughs> like, hallelujah, look at this. And then the dollar signs start right. showing up. And, you know, the sense of value of some of this is so individually perceived um, and very deep in their the history. So, from a poetry perspective, it's it's one that um, as you are looking for prospecting in yourself and others, it's good to look at it from what are special jewels that exist because each of us have special jewels, and we can get really stuck in our lives going through motions and basic habits in our basic life requirements. That's down at the, the beginning level of of existence and we can forget about us as a golden nugget ready to be discovered by ourselves or others and jared kent also has a fun view to share the best place to hide gold coins is in a treasure chest filled with those circular chocolates <laughs> that are coin sized and wrapped in gold foil they'll fool or they'll foil any thief <laughs> that's <laughs> so awesome chocolate is one of those elements out there that people crave because they're sweet oh, yeah. and they're they're expressive and and they just they melt. You know, you look at them and they smell good and they, and chocolate is just a you know, it's, you bring up the the word chocolate and people love the imagery around it and go, "Can I have some too, please?" You know, so it's I just want to take a big bath in it, you know, just a big <laughs> bathtub full of it. It'd be awesome. In the real world, once located, how do the rocks get polished? So they can be shared as their true colors and patterns, as valuable gems and jewels. And polishing 
is very interesting. Uh, we're going to learn more about this when we come back from our uh, commercial here. And hold on, we've got some really polished information for you as we go along here. <laughs> your world. Change your life. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com Are you living your dream yet? If not, then why not? Everyone has a greatness inside of them to achieve what they deserve in their lives. But how do you find the motivation to get started? Tune in to Your Authentic Life with host Susan Cranston. Susan's advice, along with expert guests, will help you improve your relationships, start or change your career, and achieve the seemingly unattainable goal. Listen live every Wednesday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. When you think of inspiring women, who comes to mind? Is it a visionary like Oprah Winfrey? Political or legal figures like Hillary Clinton or Sonia Sotomayor? Or how about entrepreneurial business leaders like Meg Whitman? No matter whom you might be thinking of, make sure to add one more to that list. Deanne DeMarco. She's the host of Today's Inspiring Women. Each week, Deanne turns you on to the next rising star in business and leadership and what their successes and challenges have been. Listen every Thursday at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific, on Voice America Empowerment. We're on Facebook, along with some of the greatest minds of the world, and that includes you. Visit us on Facebook at Voice America Empowerment. You are listening to Be Mighty, Balancing Your Money and Your Time with Katie Marley. To reach the program today, please call 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send us an email to b-myte at b-myte.com. Now, back to this week's show. Welcome back to Mighty Gems. We've been out prospecting. We feel like prospectors. And there are different images that come up with what does that image mean? Well, one that came up is, you know, like you think of someone from history, you know, what do they look like, feel like, what did they go through? And, you know, what when we really look at the values, you know, once they found the rocks they were seeking, how did they get polished so that they could be shared? And how did they figure out, you know, which rocks had the true colors and patterns that had valuable gems and jewels inside. It's quite a quite a a discovery process, not just in the real world of prospecting and all of that goes along with that, but also when you take the word and apply it to this kind of discovery process and staking claims on yourself and looking through all of the components, it's, it's really interesting. So, it, some of it is like basically understanding how to polish a rock, you know, from the the um, experience of someone doing a um, polished rock process and um, from my own uh, relationships, I had a relative that um, had access to Agate Beach down in Oregon, and he was always discovering agates throughout a whole long period of time. And, and he would he had a, a, a polisher or, or a tumbler that he would have constantly going on. And as a child, this was a favorite place because it was 
almost like magic. You know, you put these kind of um, unpolished rocks, ugly colors and whatever into one end and out pops this really polished, very fun looking rock. And I had, I was always carrying rocks around, you know, that were polished. And, you know, really in the process, if we look at the process, here's what they have to do to polish the rocks. Um, first, you fill your rock tumbler with water and you have grit and 60 to 70 percent rocks and then you take your tumbler and you run it constantly for seven days and seven nights once that process is finished then you remove the rocks and the water and the grit and you clean the rocks in a colander and then clear the barrel or the the tumbler once you've removed the rocks and add then you want to add more grit you want to then add them back into the grit and run for seven more days and nights it's kind of a formula so once you clean those and then you add a pre-polish, you run for three more days and nights. Once that's cleaned, then you add polish and water and you run for seven more days and nights. Wow, that's a really, you know, it's a formula. So as, as wow. this is a process, what it is, is this is the key to selecting a good grade of tumbler mix and rocks to tumble that would have, you know, the effect of helping the ugly ugliness come out as a polished wonderful color and pattern i mean that's that's the the process that you know some of us know tidbits of and so as we're going through these discoveries it's it's very powerful as we dis- we dive into the depth of each of these weeks as we go discovering you know there there's a lot of potential here that we don't even know don't you think that sometimes you need the ugly to know the pretty or the beautiful. Well, I think you know it's all in the eyes of the beholder too. I mean, some sometimes you look at history of what was defined as beauty, and you go, "Oh my gosh, what is? Right. Where was the hook on that one?" <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's yeah, it's. I think it's the Chinese would say that you have to have imperfection to know perfection. Like the contrast is what makes you know each makes the other valuable. Mm-hmm. It's pretty interesting. And really, you know, each of us is a big tumbler. We're taking, you know, our life experiences and processing them internally. And, you know, we're using our our senses, you know, sight, smell, touch, hearing, taste. And then our feelings are the mixture that kind of helps the polishing. And and really, that's what's happening within. So um, it's pretty interesting. One of the things that I'm reminded of since we're talking about this is one of my clients, she is a geode collector. But she hmm. never liked to crack her geodes because she said if you crack it open, then you don't then you know for sure that it is or it isn't whatever it is. But if it just if you keep it whole, then it gets to be its own potential state. And I was like, that's so interesting. Well, it's like so having a gift and never opening it. Yeah. Yeah, a little bit like that. Because hmm. she said, you know, until you crack it, there's still the, the element of surprise and, you know, anticipation. But the minute you crack it, that's over. And I was like, wow, that's interesting. It's like a birthday so, gift. Yeah. Well, I'll have to get your, your position there. Right? And, you know, one of my favorite shows is Bearing Sea Gold. Oh, man, do I love that show. It's on Friday nights and it's on the Discovery Channel, I think. But what they do is they these gold prospectors, prospectors are up in Nome, Alaska. And they go and they prospect for gold year-round in the Bering Sea. Mm-hmm. And so they show during the, you know, two months of summer what it's like to be, you know, 
looking when it's fairly reasonable weather. And then, you know, during the, you know, eight or 10 months of winter where there's hardly any light, um, they will, uh, they show what they're going through there. And these people are just crazy, really. I mean, they're digging holes in the ice and it's a whole process with equipment and tents and whatever. And then they go under the surface and they're under the, you know, like feet of snow and ice that form, you know, the, where the where the sea is frozen over and they're crawling along the bottom in like sub-zero, you know, weather, um, really cold water. Like if their little water pump freezes, it goes in their, their uh, wetsuit, they freeze. Like they will literally freeze and their equipment freezes up and their little breather respirator thing will freeze up and then they can't get any air. It's like, oh my gosh, what are these people doing? All yeah, for money. Yeah, it's it's really interesting. I was up in Nome and Kotzebue area in ah. in August of 1972, and oh, wow. um, had the opportunity to explore as uh, a tourist um, a gold mining <laughs> location, which I was fascinated with. You know, it was that proverbial discovery of someone that had found something but maybe didn't know the whole thing and actually found it to be easier to uh, tease people <laughs> like, tur- like tourists that were coming through uh, and looking for value of some type. You know, he was probably making so much more money and teasing people about and teaching people about the, the um, basics of prospecting than actually prospecting himself. I mean, he was, he was a, He looked like the old proverbial prospector with the, <laughs> the the old hat and the grizzly look and the feel and you know wearing colorful patterns that didn't match. I mean, from a perspective of you know matching patterns, you don't have, sometimes that they match <laughs> but don't match what somebody has an attitude about. But you know, he was fun. I mean, he he had a lot of stories and. Um, that was just very, very fun experience because it, it gave me a sense of what miners were doing and what they had in a lifestyle. And I don't know that all of us really can relate to the hardness of that lifestyle. You know, the, totally. Uh, and the discoveries they had were probably far and few based upon the history. But um, once it was discovered, they all forgot about it. <laughs> Yeah, well, you know, I just watched a show. It was fascinating on the Viking Sunstone. Have you heard about it? No. Oh well, when the Vikings, who were famous as um, sailors, like they were, you know, navigators, um, mariners. So the Vikings supposedly had something called the Viking Sunstone, and nobody could figure out how this worked. And then um, somebody discovered um, the the oldest Viking ship that was basically intact at the bottom of the ocean, and they got a sunstone. It was a crystal, like a block crystal. And they started trying to play with it. They couldn't figure it out. Well, um, this guy who's like a little archaeological researcher, he went to a physicist who said, how could this possibly work? And he said, well, with this particular kind of crystal, if you hold it in a certain way, the one beam of light will refract in two places and when you can make those two places be the same color then that means that you're facing north or whatever you know whatever it is and and so that that is how the vikings would navigate is they would um align this sunstone to know where the sun was and it was amazingly powerful well this guy said well 
what kind of crystal is this? Why aren't we using this now? What's going on? Well, they had, they had never actually um, tested a sunstone. And the one that they'd found was, um, it was over hundreds of years underwater. It was obviously not really clear anymore. So he thought, well, what is this? And so we asked experts. And, and so they sent him on a, he had to go down in a mine to go and mine his own sunstone. And the journey getting down in there, it was amazing. They, he probably went five miles into the earth and, you know, he had to crawl through skinny places and had to shimmy down ladders and then lower himself. And then he, he rode a, an elevator that was from like 1890 that basically was like, you know, a little 12 foot step that would just go up and down. Wow. And he was like, you know, putting his life on the line for that, going into deep, dark abysses that were not lit. Anyway, he finally got to the bottom and he made him, he chipped out his own sunstone. And he came up. Well, then he found another guy who uh, lives the Viking lifestyle. And then that guy uh, is a woodsmith. And so he walked into this uh, replica of a Viking hall and all the townspeople were dressed like the Vikings and they were speaking Norwegian and the whole thing. And then uh, they made him go and get, the right clothes and and then they built this uh compass and they took it out on a replica of a viking boat that this guy had gotten he built it and they tested it so for the first time in hundreds of years they used an actual viking compass with a viking sunstone and found that it was accurate within one degree or half a degree or something like that isn't that amazing yeah It's awesome. So you never know what you're going to find. And he just kept digging at the, at the myth. You know, everybody said it was a myth. And he just kept digging, digging, digging. He literally went digging for that, that sunstone. And, and it proved that it was true. Proved hmm. that it's true. And I think that that's what happens. You know, when we're willing to go out there and stake our claim for what, you know, I, what I'm going to claim for myself or I, even I claim myself, that might be, you know, a good thing to go digging for, right? So, you know, when, when you go stake your claim for your own discoveries and for your own powerful and unlimited possibilities within you, then, you know, that's really what this is all about. We're on a mighty treasure hunt. And with the magnitude potential of discoveries, it could be the spark that can launch the mighty gold rush fever within you like there has never been before as we seek to harvest the value of our inner being of wealth potential we will literally take the lid off and experience freedom in our life with a new congruence of who we are and how we show up in the world as a mighty gem and in doing that we are spotlighting our everyday jewels and isn't that a powerful statement yes Absolutely. Or it's like a mantra. (laughs) Yeah, there you go. There you go. Yeah. There's been just so many personal experiences and discoveries possible. And I'm sure everyone has a different image that shows up. Um, Recently, we happened to catch a movie of one of the first Harry Potters on, you know, like Friday night, Saturday night was like a rerun. And... um, it was interesting because I hadn't watched it for some time, but um, just some of the language that was showing up is he was such a natural seeker and that that's what they were highlighting is um, in real life, you know, that becomes you're wanting to seek a, a more of a real active relationship in your life. And as a focus, Mighty Gems is about sparkling in the sparkles of gems and focusing on the various uh, values that they can, and they're a lot of times perceived, you know, and perceived by the eye of the beholder. So it's like staking the claim like a, a, a miner out there. 
And the benefits are very huge as we, we go on with this work and we, we, we get other insights. And it's, there are a lot of aha moments as you go through this. You know, become more awake. And as we connect to ourselves, to nature, and to others, we have a tendency to broaden our prospecting arena. And can, we can go up and beyond, up above where we have ever believed we could go. And that's just so huge. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, James Cook said, do just once what others say you cannot do, and you will never pay attention to their limitations again. Love that. Love that. And so, yeah. Pay, pay attention. I mean, that's, that's, a, that's a, an awakening set of words. <laughs> what does it mean? Pay yeah. attention. You know, it's, it's like really taking the magnifying glass out if you want, or a prospector's set of tools. And there's some basics there that we'll be exploring as we go and uh, reminding each of us, you know, that there are ways to do this and do it in passion and love and gratitude that we have yeah, that, and, that choice. And move from your intellect. We, ch- we tend to live in our intellect. So move away, move from or beyond your intellect and your comfort levels into inspired manifestation and empower yourself to go deeper into the balancing act of the discovery of your mighty gems. And boom, there it is, right? Excellent. Excellent. Yes. Well, thank you for being here with us today. Join us next Friday at 11 a.m. Pacific, 2 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Take care, everyone. Look for your mighty gems. Thank you for joining Kmar and D. Lee for Be Mighty, balancing your money and your time. Be sure to come back for another great show next Friday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time and 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Enjoy your weekend, and we'll see you here next week. 